just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. Hey coach, all right, here we go, straight in. What is the most valuable thing that we must work on today, that we must get deep into so everyone is taking in our podcast here, the viewership, our listenership, is that is that word, is that how you say that? Like they're, uh, they're full of value, what would you say? The importance of newness, of keeping it spicy, of having different angles, of not running through the same routine I cringe when I think about just showing up and checking the box. Uh, and that's what I love a, a lot about our podcast. We're 100x, 130-something episodes in. How do we keep it fresh? You know, we're, we're embodying that, practicing that for ourselves, but also the life lives that we live and then lives for our clients as well, how we pass that principle down to the people that coach. Hmm. Keeping it spicy, um, keeping keeping it not a tick box exercise. Yeah. Where have you seen that most for you recently? Uh, sometimes it feels like Groundhog Day. Where I wake up and same thing. Not that it's not exciting, because I think that we rig the game a lot with what we do, or at least I'll speak for myself. I, I love what I do. Um, but there's an element of Okay, got this number of calls today. Some are this, some are that, and we'll show up. Um, so I, I do it through journaling, through writing out what's on my mind, because a lot of times what's under that's that uh, that cluster is is something new, new ideas, creativity, and unless I get things down or out, I can't access it. So that's that's my little secret weapon. I guess we could just stop recording the episode. We got there. Finished. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, weapon. Accessing it, just finding access to new, new and creative ways to go about my day, to to coach, to apply the principles that I that I know, like the back of my hand. So, accessing so, new and creative ways for you keeps it in that in that spicy place. So, I'm thinking just the the tension and of the opposite of that as well, right? The certainty and the uncertainty. You've because you've created a scenario which you want to be in. Right, you've created the a business that you love, working with people that you like to work with, <clears throat> where you know you add a ton of value. It's like, okay, well, I do this every day, but but then you know that is great for a while, but then it's like, oh, all right, now what? Like, it, it's wild that the things that we want the most, we could still get. Uh, the word bored came to mind, but that's not what I'm looking for. We could get complacent, or we could get ground down with, or we can get. Just take them for granted. Uh, the, they say variety is the spice of life. Keep it spicy, as you said. Yeah, complacency. That That is uh, an enemy of mine, for sure. I don't want to feel that. And what, what jolts you back? Like, what's the opposite threshold for you? So getting... Because, well, what what is the line for that, right? It's like you start to get 
frustrated, then you start to get bored or you get bored first, then you get frustrated. And then you move, you get to like, maybe a little bit of angry, then you just get like nonchalant. And then you get uh, complacency. Maybe then you get apathy. Mm. And you start to unwind and unravel a lot of the good work that you've done. And then it's just a case of like, how long before I get the hell out of here? And then yeah. you're looking for like, you're looking for the door. Yeah, and I'm not sure which one of those shows up first, but those are all the symptoms. Something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, I remember being in um, my banking in London, being in that place where I'd, I had a really good reputation for what I was doing. I just was so bored of doing it. I was just like, I didn't care much anymore. It's like I, I remember saying to my boss, Tom, I want to do something different before I get before I start like undoing my reputation. And obviously by the time I'd even noticed that, it's probably, I have probably been undoing it for a long time anyway. Mm. But how do you see it coming? You know, like what, what, what are the signs there? Because once you notice it, really it's too late. So what, what's the practices? What's the front end stuff? I think it's the energy levels at which I show up as. Um, it's so easy to forget that place of in the zoneness, right? We know what it looks like when we have it, uh, but it doesn't feel that different to us when we're in a in a lesser state because we we're removed from that in the zone state. Um, so what's in front of it is morning routine, is all the all the tips and practices that get us to that good spot. But sometimes that doesn't do it anymore or not that it doesn't do it, but it feels like, you know, those are the boxes that we check. So it could be, it could be in a, a version of switching up the morning routine, trying something different, something, something to keep us guessing, um, in our practice and then to show up in the same way. Yeah. I love that. Cause there's, uh, I was listening to us on a podcast the other day and they said it, I really like the way that it said it, it was just concepts are few, the methods are many. And we talk about this all the time with our clients' prospects. Like we come up with anyone because it's all the same concepts and principles. See, it. it's just the the particular version of the combination of things that you want for you and your business, and and we'll just have fun putting that together. That's the art of it. So we know that morning routines are valuable, but there's no this is the morning routine. It's well, here's the concept. Perhaps the uh, subconcept of it is maybe here's a choice of 10 different areas you might want to look for a morning routine. Then after that, it's, well, what's your particular method right now? Mm. What still feels good? What doesn't? What do you throw away? What can I put back in? What can you level up on? Variety is a spice of life. We're back to that. <laughs> yeah, because then that feeling good about the day, excited about working with whoever you're working with and doing whatever you're doing. That for me, if I think about my, my banking example would be what, what I missed, right? As soon as there's not an excitement to go do what you're doing, that's the moment you address it. Because mm. that's what will devolve into that apathy and the, and the reluctancy and the resistance and the fuck you of it because uh, you, you know because by the time you get there it's like it's way too late so what happened is that when you left 
Yeah, quick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Well, yeah, I went like I remember a conversation, and I remember like trying. I was trying to search for answers. I was asking my boss like what like I was looking somewhat for answers, but I think it was too late at that point because I missed a lot of the stuff, and it was just like well. Unless there was something like underlying that could be completely changed about where I was, it would have been a process to get back to. So I, it was, if it if it takes a year to fix something, you want to make sure that eighteen months before that, you're starting to understand that you need to fix something. Mm. You know, like that. That's the game here, and that place that I was in, I was already, you know, like. I was already eighteen months in and hadn't decided I need to fix something. It's like the only. That point, like it is, you got to get out, right? It's, there's too much depth. What's worth to what? I mean, you could you undo it and could you redo it? Absolutely. But at that point, it's like it's not worth it. You might as well go and start fresh somewhere else, and you you kind of start from zero rather than minus fifty. Mm-hmm. And do you have a version of this in your practice now, coach? Or how how do you? And if and if you don't, if complacency is not showing up, and you you've mastered the energy levels that you're showing up with. What do you do? What are some of your practices? Yeah. Well, it's the journey to mastery always because we never get there, right? Like it's always going to change. But it's a couple of keys for me. It's just looking at back at my day yesterday. What was the best thing I did work yesterday? What And then today, what am I most excited for today? And the just check, which I've shared with you lots of times, as I'm looking at my calendar, I look at my calendar for tomorrow and look at the names that are scheduled in my calendar. If there's any resistance to any of them, and that's a practice too. That person, that person. I look at it right now. I'm like, yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Calvin, Isaac, Joshua, not you, Trevor, Jason, Camille, <laughs> Blair. Like that's all. They're all people that I'm excited to go work with tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest key for me day on day. I look at there and go, what am I most excited for today? And uh, but I have to re- go back to that practice probably a couple months ago to remind myself of that because it falls out right because after a while it's like oh it works i'm good that's the most dangerous time because then it starts to regress immediately yeah all right and i'm guessing we can we can reverse engineer that so if you're looking at your calendar and you're looking forward to every appointment that you have on there there there's some sort of strategy that you implemented to make sure that that happened is that right yeah, absolutely. So there was a pro- there was a time where it was like there was some resistance to some things, and for me that then that's just a cue, right? Like resistance is an like think of it like an emotion. I suppose it is is a cue for action. Emotions are cue for actions. What do I need to do? Well, I need to either well first of all I need to understand why I'm getting resistance. There's something here. Something needs to get changed. The worst thing this is. Let me be clear about this. The worst thing you can do is nothing. The worst thing you can do is nothing. Mm. I experienced today, like my father did something, that, well, he didn't do something that he should have done, which causes many more problems down the line. You can't just put your head in the sand and it will go away. The worst thing you can do is nothing. <laughs> There's no, I hope it's okay. The worst thing you do is nothing. So if you've got resistance, it's always, there's already a problem. So if you don't do anything, it's going to get worse. So do something, because even if there's something that you do makes it more worse, <laughs> good English, makes it worse in the moment, then then that's okay. You'll get through it quicker, right? That's just the process you got to go to. But if you don't, it's going to cost you 
much more pain down the mine. So just know that their resistance is telling you to do something. And sometimes it's like, okay, well, what do I need to do for this person? What is the conversation I'm not having with myself right now so that I can have a conversation with this person to understand and address this resistance? And it could be like, oh, I said that I would do something for them and I didn't do it. Could be that, simply. It could be something fundamental about the relationship. Is this person a really good fit for me? It could be, I'm not even clear if it's not a regular client, if it's something else like a team thing, a leadership thing, or it's a opportunity outside that's a leverage more for the business or something. It's why am I going to this call? What, what's the outcome I'm looking for here? What, why is it on my calendar? What are we going to get? Like, what are we going to get from this? And that, that is my quick check. And then that's a muscle as well, because when you do that, you get more tuned to it and you build better muscle and you can it come and then you start to be more clear in your relationships anyways, it happens less. Mm. So I'm guessing you said something to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did via my brother. <laughs> my, my, my course of action was to uh, enlist the help of my brother, who is 4,000 miles away. Yeah. But yeah, like, so now, like, because he didn't do something, now I've got to do something. Mm. Well, I choose to. Yeah, but it, it it moves right, and that that's the standard we have to hold, and that's what the high level leadership's about. I was go ahead, coach. Sorry. I was just I wrote down one one thing you said about conversation. What conversation am I not having with myself? Um, that's such a key thing that first of all, it comes from the principle that we we know the answers, right? We have the answers. We just have to ask right. ourselves the, the question, right? Um. I think I could do a better job of that with myself. I want to think about that more of what, what are the conversations that I'm not having? And then how can I have them? What questions am I asking? And of course, the, the simple ones are what you mentioned, like, what did I, you know, what am I most looking forward to today? And also, like, what did I accomplish? What am I most proud of from yesterday? Starting to ask those regularly makes you look for them. And then there's other key questions too, right? That uh, can lead to what this conversation is about. How, how can I avoid complacency? Like I have to, I have to answer that question, right? Asking it makes me force forces me to answer it. Mm. Yeah. I, is that part of your practice right now? Because I know that you're you really resonate with journaling, and uh, it served you very well. Is that is there a set of questions or a question right now you do ask in your business to to keep you in that space to to check? Because sometimes it's just just a check to go. Sometimes that resistance question is a check-in question. There's resistance there. Is it really true that I've got resistance to this? Mm. Or am I just not in a resourceful state right now? Sometimes that's true as well. It's like stand up, do some damn jumping jacks, get a cup of coffee. Could be, right? Sometimes it's as simple as that. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a specific question as a check-in for you or is it different? Um, I was doing quite well with part of my morning routine and the journaling with, with asking questions a couple of weeks ago, and I've gotten away from that. So that's, um, that's interesting to think about. I can easily get back to that. Um, I tried something where I, I went to bed asking questions and then I, I would wake up and answer them. So I don't know, you know, there might be some sort of a key there with the subconscious mind and, and thinking about it, sleeping on it, liter quite literally. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but it's funny. Like I'll answer in the morning differently than had I answered before I, I go to bed. So there's something there's something there. But I wanna I wanna get back to that. I wanna maybe ask even more questions, more pointed questions about my business. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's focusing the mind. Thinking is just asking yourself questions, essentially, and questions create focus. And if there's something that's out of focus, ask better questions. Better questions equals better focus. Better focus gets more specificity, more clarity. Clarity equals power. What you focus on is what you get, right? So yes. if there's a place where it's not clear, it's like, well, I just need more clarity, right? I just need, I need to get more specific in the questions I'm asking. What am I excited about right now? What am I calendar? What am I looking at my calendar and going? I'm like, what can I jump up and down about right now? And I, I find for me is that typically, if I ask that question after a lack of asking that question, the answer is always going to be nothing, because I'm not associated to it. It's not true, but I'm not associated to it. So my like, I'm leading with disdain almost. I have to reassociate myself to the things that excite me. Even sometimes the difference between a Friday and a Monday. You know, that's a kind of counterintuitive thing as well. It's like get away from your business so you can focus on other things so you can recharge come back to be better also requires some sort of atmosphere re-entering procedure i found it yesterday actually like it wasn't until two or three o'clock in the afternoon where i was like really rolling i suppose generating you and i think that's why a year or two ago i was leaving my my monday mornings free up until midday because I wanted that re-entry process. Mm. Um, you said something earlier. Oh, something totally unrelated. And then we could get back to the conversation. You ever think about that uh, your thoughts are in English? That there's actually a language assigned to them because that's the way that you communicate. I, I always thought that was interesting. Like people who speak different languages, their thoughts are in different languages. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, well, you said, um, you know, we think in terms of question answering, I've never thought of my thoughts like that, but that's probably true, right? Like the, the ones that just flow, I wonder what question I'm asking myself that I'm not aware of that that's allows true. those unnecessary or unneeded or un unwanted thoughts to come in. I think the default of that is the meaning question. What does this mean? What do I do? But it's yeah. such, it's such an automatic thing that we don't see that because it happens so quick it feels like it's stimulus response but there's a meaning question in the in the middle what does this stimulus mean what do i do about it yeah that's the default right um yeah. our, our brains are just like professional meaning making machines <laughs> and by no by no means i mean professional in that they're good at it just that they do yeah, it. Right. <laughs> they're good at protecting us they're good at protecting us from from death and surviving well, that's, that's what it is right the default is safety and so if we want to transcend that we have to ask better questions yeah 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 ask better questions get better answers and we're always asking i mean look and the other thing is you gotta be really careful and when i was when i was practicing the height of when i was practicing the impact of language i would be very very extra careful for things that i would say internally and externally even as examples because i didn't want the words being uttered to my subconscious mm. in any way 
And I think that's still really important. I give myself some more flexibility around it. But I think it's a place to go back to you can double down on. Because you, if you ask yourself a question, you're going to get an answer. Your brain automatically answers it. And that's the part of you you don't control. You that's can play right. that. Even, you, can, you can even observe that, right? If you ask yourself a question, you're going to get an answer, right? Mm-hmm. Bring us home these last couple minutes, Coach. And maybe this is a bookmark for our ne- next episode because I'd love to talk more about this. The subconscious mind, that's such a wild concept. That's hard for, you know, by definition, our conscious mind tries to make sense of it, right? Now, there's an element of that that doesn't make sense. How do you, how do you think about the subconscious mind? I'd, yeah, like, I think you said, right, we have to put a bookmark in this. And it, I think in a way it comes back to our internal external because we're trying to put an external, we're trying to put a conscious thought to something which doesn't work in that same manner mm. and uh, there is no language to attach to it like it's that that's why that's why it's so entangled with emotion and that concept that there are thousands of thousands of words for emotions but we only tend to use a few mm. but all of these different feelings that we have that come from different parts of our subconscious like it's so far, hard to find a way to articulate it. that's why i'm like doing this right because <laughs> It's a what? How do I say it? Because it's not it's not a thing to communicate through words. Mm. It's a feeling that creates an emotion that we turn into a word to make it external. Even the even the word feel even the feeling even the word feeling isn't right because that's a word as well. It's a something that's an a sensation in your body, but sometimes it has but sometimes has a physical manifestation, like you know, heart beating faster or like your muscles tensing up a little bit, but that's, that's the physical representation. That's not the feeling. Yeah. So, so what is that? Truth. I don't know. Whatever words we use are just not going to be good enough (laughs) (laughs) by definition, which is, it's just so intriguing. It's like, it's the ultimate paradox, but that's why I want to dive a little bit more deeply on it to understand it because there are elements of, you know, our, our emotions, like whatever you want to call them, even if they don't do it there, those are the most true things. Right. And that's why language fails to define it is because we can't, there's, there's no piece that can capture exactly what it is. Um, but I think the pursuit of attempting to do so is, is at least worthy. And that's what I'd like to, uh, let's, let's leave off there and, and set the intention for our next conversation there. Well, let me close with this then, if I may, because yeah, me and Christine were watching Law and Order Special Victims Unit last night. And there's this part where the victim can't remember the, uh, the perpetrator. Uh, and they're talking about that some, in some circumstances that there's like a physical reaction. Like the body remembers, but the mind doesn't. Yeah. And I thought that was super intriguing to think about in this context as well, because there's some sort of memory there it's but it's been taken away from the conscious part of it there's mm. there's a knowing that's 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 not clear but the, and i i suppose the biggest thing to take away perhaps we i'll leave it on this and take what you want for a second but is that it's just reminders that there, it's, it's a lot more powerful than we often remind ourselves that it is and so great like there's a lot of juice there yeah yeah and that knowing is where 
I might leave off today. And I think that encapsulates the last three, four, five conversations we have of internal, external. That's what intrigued me so much about the internal is that it, it knows. Like that, that's what I want to tap into more. <laughs> There's great secrets that are lay dormant in there and that our, our conscious mind can't even really comprehend. But I, w I want access to it. I want to, I want to get in there. <laughs> All right. It's great, Coach. One episode at a time. Absolutely. More next week. See you next time. Thank you for watching another episode of Truth Seekers. We appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Links to our masterclass, The Achievers Mindset. And come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks, and see you again next time.